Hello? Hey, Joe. Hey, hey. That's, um, you know, my Skype credit expired. Oh, booger. So this is like I'm, I'm paying, it's like I'm on long distance. <laughs> I, had to buy five wow. do- I had to buy $5 of Skype credit in order to do this. Boy, so, when was the last time that happened? I, don't, I mean, I had like $19 of credit from back when I spent $20 back in like 2004 or some, you know, something like that. I don't know. It's been a while. Well, good thing they keep track. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I think, I think what happened is they said, hey, you got to do this in order for your credit not to expire. And I didn't do that thing. Mm. Does that ever happen to you? You like you get notice, some notice. You got to do this thing in order for this thing, this bad thing, not to happen. And you know, you add it to the list, but like the bad thing's not quite bad enough for you to like worry a whole bunch about. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, although we probably now consumed more cycles just now than we would have doing the thing. So life's funny that way. Yeah, this is a bonus. This is not a regular episode. <laughs> I think the notion of calling it bonus just turns so many things on their heads that that's delightful. Well, it's, you know, episode zero, which, by the way, was recorded six years ago today. Bam. Um, six years ago today, Joe. And in Count them. And in that time, following our Zeno's paradox of recording in our second season, um, you know, we're, we're averaging about, you know... Um, what thirty episodes a year, or something like that? Thirty three, thirty four? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't keep oh, count. I think you're. I think you're rapidly uh, and greatly overestimating. Oh no! Oh, well, no. That's because we're. This is episode two hundred and five of the oral argument program. Oh, so you're saying over the whole six years? Yeah, over the run, over the run. Yeah, the whole run. Sure, sure. Yeah, we've yeah, been. We've been. And we've been on a bit of a hiatus. We have. So someone asked me about that yesterday. Did it's they back. really? Listener James. Yeah. Well, so I, um, because you know, we've been thinking a lot about it. You know, these are crazy times. We talked about it. We're, we don't need to like navel gaze like we had been the line. Every every few show, every few shows recently, we've been navel gazing about like you know should we keep doing the show or not? And because right, of these right. times and our motivations and yeah, I think we should. And I've been um, thinking about some guests lately and some things. I'm really excited about it. In fact, you know, one of the things that, that kind of sparked me to give you a call was not only our anniversary. And listeners should know, part of the reason that we haven't, like, to the extent we're going to keep doing this, that we haven't in the past. You've been out of town. Like, you've gone out of town for the, for the holidays. And we've, you know, and then the, the December time is, is compressed anyway with exams and everything. So it's been a, you know, it's been a little head spinner. That's true. Not like one of those little finger spinners, but a head spinner. Yeah. Because they got those little gadgets now that you spin. Yes. I think those are... Those you are, don't mean that. Yeah. Th- no, it's not a finger fidgeter, I think is what those are. I think they're... Oh, finger. it's a fidget spinner. Fidget it's spinner, spin that's fidgeter. it. Yeah, this is not a head fidgeter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Right. Got it. So, uh, so you've been gone. So, but I had to renew our like domain registration and all of that, and and I got us a new. Uh, I sprung this time because I I got rid of some domains that we weren't like I used to have oralargument.net. I just let that go. We don't need that. Let's let's slim down to the essentials mm, as we move into mm, the third season of the show, season three. Yeah. Um, let's mm. slim down. Let let's let's focus right because this is going to be a very focused, directed effort on our part to to do something. We'll talk about what that is, but. Okay. I, I also so in in the course of doing that, I sprung for an oralargument.org email address. Whoa! So feedback can now. Didn't we go, already have one of those. No. Well, we had oralargumentpodcast at gmail dot com. You remember that? Forever we're saying that, right? Uh, yeah. Which is a little bit like, right, right. Yeah, like why might why are we getting Google involved in this? 
They don't have anything to do with this show, right? Okay, so, so now send feedback to feedback, feedback at oralargument.org. Ooh, <laughs> that uh, is just smoking hot. Somebody, I can feel the heat from is, that email. Somebody's getting professional over here. You know what I mean? I'm telling you. <laughs> It's uh, uh, it's my my the my iPhone here is burning. I I should not buzz market iPhones, but I think people know about the brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- you're not. This is you're not dropping any like this is not a review segment or anything. Like you're not. No, nor segment. are they sponsoring the show. Check out this hot new thing. There's this great way to communicate with the rest of the world, and you know here it is. And, <laughs> and, it's, and it's called the iPhone. Right, right. I for internet phone. <laughs> Well, it actually no, is. I mean, it goes really back to I iMac. For, um, I think it's I for uh, Steve Jobs' m- massive uh, ego. Huh. Um, you know what? But I, who knows? I, uh, hmm. Maybe we can talk about ego at some point. I'm not so sure he had a massive ego, but it's complicated. So, Joe, this is our sixth anniversary bonus episode. I guess it's episode 205. Mm. I wish we could find a way, poetically, to give it a non-number like episode zero. Maybe I'll just call mm. this episode bonus, and then next time it'll be episode 206. I mean, episode 205. Ooh, episode bonus. Episode bonus. Could you call it um, episode I, if where Ooh. I is the imaginary number? Ooh, I, I, episode, I bonus. Oh, yeah. there's, there's lots of stuff going on here. All right, so I'll handle all that on the back end here because you, you're on a you're on a short leash here. You, you got you got to you, you got to skedaddle because you're booked up. You're, you're an important guy. You're you're in an undisclosed location making merriment with lots of people. I'm sitting here at home in my own bedroom with a jury rigged bunch of things trying to remember how to do this. Um, mm. I, I, but I, look, I don't I don't mind. I'm, I'm this is this is great. This is great, Joe. Don't don't worry about me. This, oh, I, I haven't. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is all part of the holiday cheer. I love it. Uh, but so we only have a few minutes, and I thought we would go back to some of the themes of episode zero as I remember it without not listening to it. W- without listening to it. Okay. So um, we're not going to talk about impeachment, although we might in the future. We're not going to talk about um, bribery, although I do want to talk about that in the future. It's a great, mm. great article about bribery, which I'd love to for you and I to discuss, maybe with a guest. Um, all kinds of great things. But what I want to ask is you now... Is that the Deborah Hellman? Is that the Deborah yeah, Hellman piece? Yes, 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 yes. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But um, what I want to ask you now, Joe, is... Oh. Who's your hero? <laughs> you know, there is a great uh, animated movie called... I think it's called Big Hero 6. Oh, and it's about two brothers, and one of the older brother builds this health robot. Yes. Uh, and um, I'm trying very desperately to remember the name of the health robot. Um, it, was it called IMAX? No, that would be too on the nose for this discussion so far. The, but but, the I, but I, EMAX? HMAX? <laughs> it was called, there was, the robot had a name. Not HVAC. It was not called HVAC because okay. I would remember that because of the importance of heating yeah. and cooling. Do you, do you um, find these days that when you think back to movies that you know you've seen, even ones you like, you can't remember a darn thing about them? <laughs> I do find that. Um, but uh, 
no, I loved this health robot. He was really, um, he was, he was pretty great. So, you know, I think in answer to your question, who's my hero? Um, I think a totally, uh, legit answer would be, um, the, the robot health caregiver in the movie Big Hero 6. But on a more serious note... Now, did you give that you answer start... on episode zero? Like, I feel like Big Hero 6 came up. I don't... Maybe not. I don't know. It's been six really? years. Really? That think... would be funny. That would be remarkably consistent, actually. Yeah. I um, think you and I will never but... know, because I'm not going to go back and listen to it, are you? Yeah, I mean, not me neither. <laughs> um, but uh, on a, you, you said we're not going to talk about impeachment, but... Oh. I, well, okay, but I can't well, resist yeah. giving if, given your question, which was your question and not my question. Yeah. So uh, you're you're entirely responsible. Sure. Uh, his name was Bay. The robot's name was Baymax. I have just looked it up. Mm-hmm. Um, Betamax, you said. Uh, <laughs> much uh, higher, much higher so, quality than VHS, but just did not get it over the line. Exactly. Um, so no, my answer um, is uh, my uh, a real hero. I think is Professor Pam Carlin. Oh wow! Um, yes. Of the Stanford Law School, she uh, she argued one of the Title VII cases on um, uh, uh, whether the non discrimination uh, part of federal law applies to uh, lesbian and gay people. Yeah, uh, who are fired on the basis of their orientation, and uh, the companion case to that involved. Uh, uh, transgender people, but I believe she argued the one that was about uh, firing the gay guy because yeah. he was gay. I think it's uh, Bos- uh, Bostock, and she was great. Yes, yeah. She, that oral argument was fantastic. Yeah, uh, and of course she recently also testified uh, in the, I think it was the Judiciary Committee's uh, hearing in response to the report they received from the Intelligence Committee, right, on um, the president's attack on the republic. Yeah, this is kind of um, what's what 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 should the standard be? You know, so we're considering we've got the information about what happened. Should we impeach? You know, what is impeachment for? Does this rise to the level? So they called a bunch of law professors to testify. Yeah. And she was one of them. Mm-hmm. And so in a in a great uh, manifestation of uh, everyone's self-obsession and inability to see past their own nose, I nominate <laughs> a law professor as my hero. Um, <laughs> do you know why? And, you, do you know why else she might be your hero? You see, you don't uh, even know no, this. I, you don't even know this, but it's. Yeah, I think it has cosmic reverberations that that make this especially. I'm pretty sure. So, so Pam, I had Pam in law school in in two different classes, and ooh. I absolutely, you know, loved her and still love her and admire her, and um, and also I guess I was involved in her Supreme Court discussion group that met at her at her place and mm. uh, just had a mm. great time. She, I think she's she's great. Um, I think I'm pretty sure. Now, I haven't, you know, this is not, I don't, I haven't looked at my transcript in ages, but I'm okay. pretty sure that she gave me my two lowest grades in law school. Nice. <laughs> and in fact, well, you know. in one class, um, which was right after Bush against Gore, and mm. she taught, and I think she co-taught, but I don't remember, see, you'd think I would remember these things, but I, uh, she co-taught a class uh, um, and had kind of quickly written a, a small casebook thing called When Elections Go Bad. Which was mm. kind of like a, I think we, we, you know, it's like a when animals attack kind of thing, but for bad elections, <laughs> right? And uh, right. It, was, it was a great class and everything. The final exam was like a take home, and it was a, you know, there was some, it, I think it was in Washington State, like some election had gone bad, and we were just analyzing it. You know, it's a typical kind of exam kind of thing for a class like that. 
And, sure. and I did fine. Like, I did fine. It didn't, it's not like I failed or anything. It just wasn't, you know, it wasn't a great grade. And, but uh, she and I were talking afterwards, and she was talking about how weird some of the exam answers were for that class. She's like, you know, there's one of them that, like, went off and cited, like, the Washington State Constitution or something like that. And I stopped her. I said, Pam, that was my answer. And... <laughs> <laughs> and I went on to argue with her. Why, why this was relevant? How could you argue about anyway? So, um, so not only yeah, so, so uh, not only did she give me my worst grades, but I th- also think she thought my exams were weird, which is like par for the you know fair fair play, right? Sure, uh, I want to join her in that assessment, even <laughs> though I have not seen your exams. I'm quite sure that your answers really stretch the boundaries of. <laughs> Time, space, and reality, <laughs> not to mention good judgment. Um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, that's, uh, she called it like she saw it, and uh, there you go. And, and you, She is fearless. Clearly, that's one thing I like about her. Like, she's super fearless. <laughs> I trust Pam more than I trust myself, and I know that you do. So, you know, who, <laughs> who, <laughs> who are we to argue with Pam on this point? But, boy, she was great, though, yeah. wasn't she? Yeah, both in uh, both in the hearing and in that oral argument, she's she she's very she's got a just an amazing combination of uh, of forthrightness, plain spokenness, uh, great uh, uh, scholarly attention to detail. Yeah, uh, she ha- she has the doctrine down cold. She has the the policies that animate the doctrine down cold. Sees how things go together. Obviously, an extremely dynamic mind. Uh, a fearless person, uh, just a great, great, and I've never met her, although mm-hmm. I've seen her speak in public and heard her speak in public on a number of occasions, read yeah. a number of her things. She's just amazing. Yeah, and boy, so, she, she went after, uh, what's his name? Which 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 one was it? Which, which uh, was it um, Nunez or who was the one who no, said? No, it was the right. Who was the guy? It was the ranking member, yeah, it was the ranking member um, of the Intelligence Committee, uh, a, a guy whose family name is Collins. I don't remember his first name. Oh, He's yeah. a representative from Georgia. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in fact. And he said, I know you guys yeah, didn't have he, time to read this stuff because they dropped this, and she took great exception to the idea that she had come to a hearing without having done all the reading. Yeah, well, he was impugning her basic work ethic and integrity, and, uh, and that's not... Uh, a good thing to do and especially when it's uh just utterly false yeah and th- yeah. and thankfully she had a newspaper handy and was able to roll it up and give him a good sharp swat in the nose do you, do you know the other deserved. yeah do you know the other great thing that she did like i wish that hearing had been like an hour tops like and it had been just pam i mean I, the other guys were all they were great <laughs> like everybody was good it's just that like this is one where you kind of need some the whole point of this is to focus people on what is relevant and what's relevant is a very small set of, of, uh, of facts. And then there's a lot of evidence about those facts, which you could bring in. Um, but, but this one hypothetical about the crooked cop is enough, right. For people to, I think if you meditate on that, to realize what, what the problem is here, this is like, you know, the cop asks you for 20 bucks to get off of the speeding ticket. And, and even if you, even, even if he lets you off of the, from, from the ticket without taking the money, it's like, it's still bribery. Yes, and uh, in that microcosm of you know that uh, policeman arrogating to himself, uh, let's imagine it's a he, uh, arrogating to himself the ability to do everything like ask you for the twenty, decide not to take it, decide not to give you the ticket as a result. That that is all outside 
um, the the bounds of the sort of what, what we need to be the normal everyday, you know, law as impersonal rule to the degree that we can instantiate that, even though that's an, in a way an unattainable thing and a limit, you're trying to approach it so that it isn't just, you know, people bossing each other around with no basis yeah. to do so. Yep. And that's the problem. I think the, one of the worrying things here, I think maybe we said this on the show before, but um, is, is this like in the United States, you just kind of expect that if you get an official, like uh, if you get a fine or if there's a, or if there's a permit that you need, you don't expect that you'll have to pay anybody off. Like this kind of petty, like mild corruption, like there isn't a background hum of this in the United States. In some places, and it's important because in some places, of course, that is rampant. Yes. Um, and expected, and, uh, right? And, right. And it, and it, um, it is a drag on, uh, on, you know, productivity. It's a drag on just people's ability to focus on their day-to-day stuff and their own stuff and not thinking, you know, oh, I've got a huge, devote a huge part of my mental energy to figuring out how to pay off every official between right. me and the finish right. line of whatever X is. Yeah. Um, and it just to not have to deal with that hassle, and and so the amount of social resources that get devoted to to things that are better than bribing uh, petty folk uh, is like that's in, that's enormous, and we haven't we basically don't worry about that for the most part. Of and course, I think too I'm many sure people there are places where we do, but yeah, I was going to say I just think too often not too many people, but like too often we think that either there's the rule of law or there's kind of chaos, but. In a lot of places, there is the rule of law, but layered on top of it is like every official is able to use their discretionary power as a store of capital, right? As, and, yes. and we don't, you know, we, it's very, I think it's really hard to maintain a system that is, from which that is basically absent, where an official holding somebody up for money is a, is a huge scandal, right? And uh, rather than kind of the cost of doing business or it happens all the time and maybe only a few people are caught. And, um, and that's, I think we're, you know, it's a real danger to, to lose that. Um, because so many things go so much more easily, right. When you don't have that. I, I agree. And it's, uh, and it also, in in terms of a principle of equal dignity and equal treatment of all people, um, in a situation where you have to add, to the, the whatever projects you want to carry out with, you know, on your, on your own or with your friends or what have you, if you've got to add to that a layer of graft, right. Um, that puts out of reach a range of projects based on people's money. Yeah. Uh, and that's like unfair in a, in a deeply anti-democratic way. Yeah. Like you, you can't, it's not enough just to have a good idea. It's not enough just to have the pluck to pursue a thing. You're also going to have to have enough cash. And not everyone does. And you don't know, you don't even know in advance how much that'll be in a system like that. Surely you too, like I do, like I've got friends who travel, who've traveled all over the world to different places and and to places where like it, you know, you read, oh, to get out of the country, you're going to have to pay this person like 20 bucks or something like that. Um, And uh, that's all. Every time I hear that, it's like I I get a little tense. Like I can't imagine traveling, like not knowing if I will be able to leave the country, get held up several hours. And then part of it is the uncertainty. Like if I knew, oh, there's a there's an exit fee of 20 bucks. Well, I would plan for that. But you can't you you can't plan for that kind of thing. Right. And it's like, what if they think I can afford more? And well, they kind of size you up for how much they think you can afford. And so you should kind of dress down or like (laughs) I don't want to deal with that Um, anyway. Yeah. Anyway. So who's your hero? And you, and you can't uh, say Dan Carlin. 
Well, you see, I wouldn't necessarily have said like a, a law person, but that, let me focus it just on that since you've been thinking. And I can think of these these real heroes that I've had in this discipline over my who've really like inspired me in a way. You know, in law school, it was, it was Pam for sure. Um, Mark Kelman, certainly one of my most important mentors. Um, uh, you know, I had Barbara Babcock. I, you know, I'm going to forget people if I start listing people. And, and, right. and obviously, you know, my judge, Guido Calabresi, um, is a huge inspiration for me and continues to be. I mean, these great teachers that I've had, people for whom, you know, that I have a kind of like deep and authentic admiration um, intellectually. Um, you know, I, like just thinking... I mean, there's so many people in our discipline who sacrifice to achieve something good and aren't famous for it, right? Aren't, you know, and, and so much of our culture is about like celebrating famous people and, and people mm. acquire a motivation to become famous, to break through, to, um, and, you know, social media only kind of accelerates this. Like, how many followers do you have? How many, you know, and, and, uh, and are you on TV and, you know, is your now? Did you see this? Um, did you see this thing in Slate the other day? Uh, there's a uh, it was published uh, two days ago. Uh, the author is Tom Skoka, and the title of this thing in Slate is "The Decade in Fame," and the subtitle is "It Engulfed Everything and Look Where We Are Now." And the yeah. pieces of the sort of thing is, if we don't figure out this fame thing, it's just going to consume all of us. Yeah. Um, and, and then I saw this other amazing tweet this morning about. Someone had scrawled on a wall in spray paint, um, you know, um, in the future, everyone will want their 15 minutes of anonymity. <laughs> it's weird because... Which like, I thought was an amazing, like, inversion. This desire for fame that people have, it's this desire to, like, command other people's attention, to be an object of attention, right? And I, I think a lot yeah. of that is about, like, clinging to a certain, like, tr- trying to make the self immortal, like, you know... I think throughout history, the aspiration has been to make the self immortal. And, and in our culture, that seems to be to become famous, um, to, to be admired in the same way that you admire others. And, you know, that's um, so let me say this, that I think if I had to say, like, who who have I been thinking about lately as embodying a lot of the virtues that um, that I would like to find a way to to develop more, to cultivate more? You know, I think it would be Dahlia Lithwick. Mm. Um, and not, not that these other people that I mentioned aren't, aren't huge inspirations. I'm just thinking like at this moment, as I'm, as I've been thinking a lot about my own motivation and trying to, to cultivate what I think of as, as kind of better virtues. And of course it's weird because she's someone who's famous and has kind of broken through and, um, um, but like, and part of it is that I know her personally and she's the person I know, um, and this, in, in, and, and this extends to kind of the rest of her family too, um, who, who embodies like the most, uh, it's going to, yeah, it's, it's maybe corny. I don't tell me if this is too corny, but she embodies a certain kind of Buddha nature, this kind mm. this, um, and you're right. It's like this, like authentic caring for other people, which is like almost like uncontrolled. Like she has to be, I think, restrained in, 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 in feeling for other people. She's just very empathetic. And, mm. and she's, and in she, her career, I think embodies that kind of empathy. Like she's always leaning in to figure out like how to help, um, given her, given where she is, um, and almost has mm. to be restrained for her own good from, from doing more and more to help. So I, I don't know, that's been on my mind lately, especially as I read this, um, a piece she had, uh, 
a few days ago about John Roberts' participation in the impeachment trial, and then she had this piece a while back about um, why she hasn't been in the Supreme Court building, um, mm. which uh, since the um, uh, the last uh, confirmation, which resonates with me a lot. Right. You know, I haven't done the Supreme Court discussion group um, uh, this semester. Um, for a number of reasons, I, like I've been doing it for a while, I needed to step back, and so my in my own small way or smaller way, I'm kind of feeling a lot of the same, the same things. And, and this period of our history has hit many of us very hard, um, you and I included, I think. Um, yeah, that, I think that's true. And uh, so I've seen her grapple with that from afar, and sometimes closer up. And I've seen other people. Um, and it's weird how we're all reacting to these events. Um, so I've been thinking a lot about people who I know are kind of. Um, you know, in, in a in a raw emotional, constantly raw emotional place, and and some people are just like really trying to be helpers, and and boy, I wish I could find out how to be a better helper. I do the best I can, I guess, but I I, I still feel like I could be doing more and better. And so, in that particular respect, I find her heroic. That's really cool, and I think uh, I mean what what you have said about her. Uh, rings true with uh, my experience of her and in your own way, although our Venn diagrams uh, on Pam Carlin overlap, um, uh, I have the Baymax end and you have the Dahlia end, but it's funny <laughs> that it, they're both, they're both very empathetic. Yeah. Char- they're both characters of great empathy. Right. Uh, she's a real human being, not just a character. Uh, he's just a character, not a real human being and indeed a robot. Uh, but, uh, it is, that's an interesting sort of um, a, an interesting desire to reflect on the uh, signal importance of empathy as a form of heroism in our fraying social uh, reality. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's, um, and I don't. Yeah, yeah. I um, I don't know how to. Doesn't everything feel a little bit fraught? Like everything I say, I really eh, not quite, not quite. I don't know. Yeah, I do. And I said this yesterday when in the conversation I had about our, our being on hiatus, that it's, it is been it, part of what has made it difficult to know uh, what to do and how to do it is, is actually just feeling that things are just very hard to talk about, just to find words that are good words to really capture the thought well. Uh, and uh, it just feels challenging in a way it hadn't before. So I suppose there's yeah. some. Um, prospect for growth in that in a way and that's so that's a good thing to find ways uh, to talk about reached... what we've talked about without giving in to anger and um yeah 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 we did. so yeah you're you're out of time you have, i'm in my i we've reached my heart cap you now need to do the more important things which are on your schedule <laughs> and i need to do the things that were on my schedule before this call became a part of my yeah. schedule yes. and, and this call became part of your schedule like basically 10 minutes before it started when i texted you and, and i said what's up Indeed. And boom. Uh, so gr- great to talk. Happy sixth anniversary. To you as well. We are quickly emerging into the age of reason. Mm. A six-year-old becomes, okay, uh, basically, you know, has developed the ability to be taught oh, in school. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, our, our show is uh, increasingly uh, reasoning and sentient. Yeah. So I guess I'll see you on the other side when you get back in town and we begin season three. Cool. Season two, I think we can all admit, was a low point for the show. (laughs) For many values of the word low. (laughs) Although there were some good episodes in there. But now it's time to move on to season three. Agreed. (laughs) 
Okay. All right, Joe. Take care. Have fun. Talk care. Bye.